Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! This week on Jordan Jesse Go, we're joined by the author Neil Pollock and talk more about yoga than ever before or ever again. Let's go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful evening in Los Angeles, a crisp uh, breeze in the air, mm-hmm. um, a little bit of moisture. It's sure. going to rain later this week. Uh, what's that? Pine. <laughs> it's fine. Joining us this week uh, on the program, uh, he's the author of numerous books, including uh, the Neil Pollock Anthology of American Literature, Alternidad, and most recently, Stretch, famous writer Neil Pollock. Neil, welcome to the program. It's always nice to be in a room with you, Jesse. I know, because I smell so good. You, don't, you smell all right. No, Was I smell that great. pine coming off of you, Jesse? I spray down my body with pine salt every day. Wow. More in, a lot of people are using soap, but I don't think it has enough scrubbing power. I kind of thought maybe I had gotten lost and drove to the Pacific Northwest. No, no, not at all. Not it's at all. It's just your pine. Oh, well, and also this Miwok Indian over here. Oh, boy. Yeah. He's looking at me funny. So it's those two things, the Miwok sure. and... The pine salt that you sprayed Miwok, all over your Miwok body. Is Miwok right? I'm. I can't say. Iroquois. There you go. In the in the Plains states. Dances with wolves. Sure, absolutely. Well, Neil, we're delighted to have you on the program this week. I've been waiting and waiting. I know your whole life has been leading up to this moment, literally. That is not metaphorically. That that is actually quite true. Yeah. Hey, Neil, don't waste it. Don't fuck this up, Paul. Don't waste it. I've I've wasted so much already. I, I I don't think I could uh I don't think I could mess this up worse than I've messed up the rest of my life. So we'll Neil Pollock is wasted. Yeah, he is wasted. So there's that. Um, hey Jordan, guess what? Hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but did you notice this Danish teen? I did. Oh, you know, it's he's tough to see behind the Miwok. <laughs> sure. You have a lot of races in here. Yeah, I do. Well, the the thing is, is they were they were shutting down. It's a small world for oh. cleaning, and so I took a few of that. Those actors. are humans. Those are real human beings. I yeah. thought they were robots. No, they're just really repetitive human beings. Huh? Yeah. But yes, I mean, now that you point them out, I noticed the Danish teen. Uh, Johannes mm-hmm. emailed me. I think I may have mentioned this a couple months ago, but it has actually happened. Johannes emailed me uh, and said, as a Danish teenager, Mm -hmm. which he is, uh, during our sophomore year of high school, we're expected to do a one-year internship at a business. Is this something, and maybe this is more a a question for Johannes, but this is something that happens all across Daneland. Yeah, exactly. Every Danish family sends their child to a business for one week Hmm. uh, to learn the ins and outs. I mean, certainly most of them are learning candle making, um, certainly shoe bindery. Sure. 
um, making the 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 uh, baking and selling of the popular pastry, the Danish. Yeah, absolutely. Not to mention the bear claw, which they also make, despite the fact that it doesn't have the same wow. name as the country. I didn't know that. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. Quaint storytelling. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. An well, it's, it's part of a larger discipline, the quaint arts. Yeah, that includes pointy hats. Sure. Um, all kinds of great stuff. Felt clothing, mm-hmm. clothing made out of boiled wool, pies cooling on windowsills. Sure, and so mostly that's people. More of an American quaintitude. Yeah, pies cooling on windowsills. Yeah, that's not Danish quaint. That's from Missouri, to be specific. Okay, uh, the great state of Missouri. Sure. Um, I'm mixing up my 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 quaintly sure areas. I can understand that. Um, but Johannes chose yes. to come here to MaximumFun.org wow. to study with us, uh-huh. learn with us. I think late, later on in the program, we'll give him a microphone. I haven't given, I haven't entrusted him with one yet. No, I mean, that's, I mean, sure. I mean, that's like getting an anvil at your first day at the blacksmithery. Yeah. But if you hear, if you hear what sounds like sort of like Korean language swearing, that's how Danes laugh. Oh. So if you hear that in the background, um, he's back there. He's actually, I just learned he's not actually Danish. Hmm. I'm kind of disappointed. Really? Like, that's kind of disappointing, right? Yeah, I mean... Somebody claims to be from Denmark, mm-hmm. which I believe is the country that Danes are from. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell me they're a Danish team. Well, they tell me they're 15. Mm. So, uh, so far, everything's going great. <laughs> yeah, no problem there. <laughs> they, they come over here. There's no camera crew from uh, 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 2020. Mm-hmm. Whatever that show is. Sure. So everything's going great. Dateline. Dateline. Uh-huh. You got it. Thank you. Um, and then I find <laughs> out... Andy Rooney has not showed up. Then I find out... Oh, no, out, that's 60 Minutes. I'm mixing yeah. up my news magazine program. But Andy Rooney is doing a child predator catching show. Sure. Um, it's got a lot more muttering than the other one, <laughs> right. <laughs> to be fair. Um, but, w- but what happened is he's sitting on the couch. Me and Neil are talking to him. Neil is, of course, kind enough to take the time to ask him a few questions about himself, which... This being the second full day of work that he's done with me, I haven't bothered to do. I'm interested in other people. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And why wouldn't you be? You're not me. You're not Jordan. No, right. That's true. Um, and uh, we've come to find out, sure, he's lived in Denmark since he was four. Father American, mm. mother Canadian. <sighs> this sucks. I know. Fuck this, right? Oh, man. I was expecting a genuine foreigner... Just another privileged child of the global economy. I know. Flying hither and thither doing consulting work. Yeah. Global consulting with mm. his Monocle magazine in his back pocket. Um, anyway, we got Johannes, the Danish teen here. Great. He's been, he's been doing a great job. Sure. He's been doing some work helping Leo out around the office, helping mm. Julia out around the office. Yep. Of course, Teresa needs some help around the office sometimes. He's happy to help with that. Yeah. I'm completely self-sufficient. Sure. So I don't need it. I don't even like to look at him. I get that. Eye contact makes me feel kind of... Yeah. Well, it's how you establish dominance. Sure. (laughs) Absolutely. No eye contact whatsoever. The second he came in here, I sort of wrestled him to the ground and rolled him onto his back. Sure. And then you you got handfuls of grass and sod and flung them up in the air. (laughs) Wait, is that something that the dog whisperer does? Oh, I'm thinking of a gorilla. That's what a gorilla Uh, does to establish dominance. I was being the dog whisperer. You were being a gorilla. Yeah. Is that what a gorilla does? Yeah, I think I think part of their dominance display is 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 grabbing earth and grass and th- flinging it up into the air. Neil, what does a successful writer do to to establish dominance in a in a testy situation? 
you just Jaren's I, I, probably something involving Jaren. Take I, the issue of McSweeney's that you're in and you press it against the face of whoever <laughs> you're trying to uh, there, be there, dominant. There of. is that. Um, you could conjugate a verb. Sure. Oh, sure. Check uh, some facts. You were checking facts with a fact checker earlier. I, I was. I, I received a phone call. I don't think that necessarily establishes your dominance, but it, it at least gets you out of any kind of boring conversation that you were in. Um, it certainly is, it, it establishes it, your veracity. It, it gives me, you know, when, when that happens, it, it, it provides the illusion that I work. Yeah. And that's really all that matters. Jordan, were you there... Neil was one of the first, was a very, very early Sound of Young America guest when his first book, The Neil Pollock Anthology of American Literature, came out. Um, were you there when we brought a band to his reading? Uh, yeah, it was, it was our buddies. Our uh, friend Dan. Yeah. Our friend Dan, who did the original Sound of Young America theme music. Maximum yes. Fun. No, no, I think I was there for that. At the Bookshop Santa Cruz, I believe. Yeah, was it? No, it wasn't Bookshop Santa I Cruz. Think, I think this was in Aptos. It was in, yeah, Capitola. Capitola, the Capitola mm. Book Cafe. The Capitola Book Cafe. We brought a band and you... and You, uh, you sang a song about dildos, if I remember correctly. <laughs> you confused an audience of several for about 25 minutes. <laughs> That has been my stock in trade for the last decade. Yeah, absolutely. Bef- yeah. Befuddling small audiences with my with my whims. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it seems like you know the uh, there's there's this built in audience that comes to like a book reading or a book signing at a bookstore. It's like there's the fans of the person, and then there's just you know a group of people who come to everything at that bookshop, and it seems like. It's 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 funny because we have there's your fans which kind of expect this kind of uh, uh, bizarre display, but then there's the people who are just there. When you say bizarre display, you're refer- you're referring specifically to grasping the grass and throwing. Yes, it in the air. yes, exactly. Sure. And then there's the people who uh, who are just there for the book signing. Is this uh, is this fun for you? Is this stressful? You know, I mean, for me. Any excuse to get out of the house it, <laughs> it, is a good one. For. So I, if I go to a bookstore and, you know, there's only there's only three people there who would be there no matter who was reading, you know, it's perhaps a bit humiliating. But um, I at least it's, it's humiliating in a different way than I experience on an ordinary, <laughs> ordinary uh, day. So, <laughs> so I... Um, it's an alternative. It's a novel humiliation. Yeah, it, it is. You know, it's an excuse to, uh, you know, to breathe a slightly different sub subset of air than i normally breathe <laughs> is, yeah. is this still a, a part of your readings uh, is there still a performance art quality well, that you bring to it it depends on the book you know right. for, for the current book stretch i i am now a, a certified yoga instructor mm. uh, i received my uh certification this summer and uh, so i've been doing taking pose requests so i'll stand on my head or i'll do this thing where i cross <laughs> across cross my legs into the lotus position oh. and then I, I can lift up on my hands i mean you know all these they're just kind of circus tricks really there doesn't very little to do with yoga but are you is this actually something that you feel like you're good at these these holding a yoga pose for a long period of time um whether i'm good or not good at it is immaterial but yeah i can do it you know i pra- <laughs> I, I i spend a lot of time practicing it uh, by myself. When you say practicing it, the yoga or the circus tricks? Well, they're both. They're, it's all the same, right? Sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> ask any yogi. So, mm. I, so I mean, yeah, I mean, the performance is is an is is it changes depending on the book, and so the the current. I wouldn't call yoga a shtick for me because I actually take it very seriously, and you know, I'm I believe that it, it could actually help people, but at the same time, I'm still standing on my head 
upon request. So <laughs> in, in, in a bookstore. So sure. yeah, yes, a tad sticky perhaps. L- last year at Max FunCon, you came and you taught a little yoga class for people and people were uh, delighted by it. Well, you know, I mean, I have studied a lot of yoga and I've studied how to teach yoga and it can, it can help people, e- even people at a nerd convention. Um, and I would say, in fact, especially people at a nerd convention. Or even people at Max FunCon. Well, yeah, or Max FunCon. Uh, I've also Jesse, <laughs> we should talk. I've, but I've also after this. But we'll I've talk also, after I've this. also taught at a nerd convention, and um, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's nice to be able to, uh, you know, first of all, it was a beautiful setting, and um, everyone was very open to it, and it's it's nice to be able to uh, teach yoga to people who aren't sort of special yoga types. They don't have the special pants. Yeah, they don't have the special pants, or yeah, or perhaps the uh, the special attitude that you get um, in certain <laughs> yoga classes. So yeah, so you know, we were te- it was this you know lovely deck with a view of the lake and the mountains, and so how could you not enjoy doing some yoga up there? I um on the subject of these book readings, I was listening to uh, our local public radio station and learned about a big protest going on here in Southern California in the city of Encino. Mm. California, this huge protest movement. That's the uh, setting of the famous Brendan Fraser movie, The Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that an Encino? <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, the, <laughs> the that was a really good joke, Jordan. Yeah, thanks. Um, the the big protest. This is something that has led to a huge uh, a huge petition drive. Mm-hmm. Um, is to not close the Barnes and Nobles on the uh, basis that it is the center of cultural life in the community. (laughs) I I have been to the Encino Barnes and Noble, and I can pretty much attest to that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you stood on your head at the Encino Barnes and Noble? I I, I never got uh, booked to do a gig at the Encino Mm. Barnes and Noble, but I um, I have eaten a muffin there. (laughs) <laughs> and um man they have muffins that's that's i mean that's yeah case four yeah so um i i can i can see that although you know encino is honestly not that far away from other parts of los angeles that have their own bookstores and if barnes and noble can't afford the real estate there anymore tough well i think bookstores can't really afford the real estate well anywhere that's I would say that's that's very true. It's they're going the way of the slightly slower, but going the way of the record store to some extent. Hearing so is, hearing a passionate community activist waxing <laughs> eloquent on Barnes and Noble right. was a little bit of a dissociating experience to me. I sort of felt like I was outside of my body, looking at myself, <laughs> well, listening to the radio. It's like it's like complaining, you know. It's, it's like protesting the shutting down of the Chick Fil A at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> is the idea that it would be government funded? The Barnes and Noble? I think we should have. I mean, certainly in the wake of this Juan Williams thing, it will be controversial, but I think we should be government funding uh, Barnes and Noble. Well, De- sure. Denmark, Johannes can tell you, has government-funded bookstores. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what else? I think we should be uh, funding Chick-fil-A's. I know you said that in jest, but what am I going to do? Eat a southern chicken sandwich at McDonald's? <sighs> no way. There are, there are entire states where you can't get a Chick-fil-A sandwich. It's true. There are also entire states that don't have Barnes and Nobles. So, I mean, it's so obviously a pro- government intervention is required. Yeah. I agree with you, Neil. Uh, obviously, it's that's what's going to happen. So, Obama, here's your checklist. One, show us that birth certificate. Number one. Two, 
Get off your ass and start funding Barnes and Nobles and Chick Fil A's in every state. That's what people want. Sure, people don't want a bunch of that Sesame Street bullshit. No, they don't want health care. People hate Sesame Street. They hate doctors. They hate puppets. Doctors are always giving them salves to put up their butts. They yeah, don't like right? that. That's basically all doctors do. That's what a doctor's job is. Give you something to stick up your butt. No. How about a delicious, juicy chicken sandwich? We want things that come out our butts, not in our butts. Yeah, and multiple dipping sauces. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Hi, I'm Neil Pollock, an author of books. It's a pleasure. It's a joy to have Neil Pollock here. He comes from the world of letters, the world of books, mm. literature. Sure. He's got a college degree from a four-year university. Really? It's true. Wow, I would have put on my tux if I would have known. He's been, he's been published in literary journals. Um, he's written a novel. Sure. Of satire. This is a serious guy over here, Neil Pollock. Yeah. He, he, he did a fake performance poetry reading in front of our friend's band in Capitola one time. Sure. I've lived a rich and varied life. <laughs> I have an important question for you guys. You guys are both men of the world. I went to uh, New York City last week. Mm-hmm. I think we can all agree that it's one of the greatest cities in the world. F- uh, yeah. Arguably hands, the single greatest city in the world. Hands down. I would say so. You could make a case. It's a wonderful place. Absolutely. I really, you know, uh, I've been lucky the last few times I've been there that the weather's been beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't had my, you know, perceptions altered by bad weather. But it's really just couldn't, couldn't be a lovelier place. Anything can happen there. Do you think that, now I'm not the mayor of a city, but this is what, this is a scenario I've come up with in my head. All the other mayors have a mayor club. And the New York mayor, Mayor Bloomberg, Mm -hmm. he's invited to the mayor club. Sure. But they have a special committee meeting. They make it sound boring. Okay. And they only the only the only Bloomberg doesn't know that it's actually an important subcommittee meeting. Sure. Because if you if you're the mayor of New York, you get to host Saturday Night Live. Exactly. So Bloomberg's off having a Chick Fil A. Sure. The meeting's in Memphis, by the way. Okay. So Bloomberg's off having a Chick Fil A, and all the other mayors are together, and then they have this meeting, and they say, "Yeah, Bloomberg's doing pretty great. That New York's pretty fantastic," and everybody sort of grumbles yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they say, "Should we tell him about outdoor garbage cans?" <laughs> and then. That's the only thing we got on him. <laughs> That's all we got. What? What? How is it possible that in the greatest city in America, yeah. possibly the greatest city in the world, they don't have outdoor garbage cans and all their garbage is just in a pile? I don't know. It's yeah, it is. It's weird. It's you, baffling. You is mean, that like a mob thing? You mean garbage cans on the street? Yeah, that like your garbage. You know how if mm. you walk down the streets of New York City. Just, just no. I don't mean like public garbage cans. I don't mean like a garbage can to throw away your uh, your soda pop as you're walking down the street and you fin- just finished it. Because I've seen those there. Yeah, they <laughs> have that. Certainly, they have that. What I'm talking about is the kind of garbage can that holds the garbage when it's outside of the house, huh. uh, but not yet in the garbage. So you're truck. referring to the piles and piles of black plastic bags on the sidewalk on garbage day and they're rich and they're rich odor and i'm not even sure it's just on garbage day i really like i really get the impression that maybe they just throw it on the sidewalk like it was the 19th century or 
Maybe it's that every day is garbage day in New York. Yeah, exactly. Got to take out the trash, my friend. Yeah, um, that's uh, I, I, that's a good question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it maybe it is one of those. I, well, here's it seems like, and this is, you know, and obviously this isn't part of the city planning of New York City, but it seems like it's New York's goal to be challenging. You know, to really say, fuck you, like, it's the boss, like, you're lucky to be there. So there are these just things about it that are just so incredibly difficult and bizarre to, it seems, to weed out the weak. Well, it seems like it is something that, that, uh, it's, it's a place that, that, uh, hates weakness and wants to crush you. I, I, and I have, I have, I don't disagree with that at all, but I have, I have an additional theory in that, um, New York's all about being out in the open. Every you're, you're, you live on the street. Some people quite literally live on the street. Many people actually. And, um, the garbage is on the street. There, no, nothing is really hidden in New York. Whereas, in, say, a city like Los Angeles of comparable size, you know, there are garbage cans. and there's Everything's a, behind a cyclone right, fence. Right. There's this pretense that everything's okay, but really, you know, uh, everything's actually kind of rotting. Now, hold within. on, Neil. Hold on. I'm, I'm, I have a bit of a bone to pick with L.A. these days. Oh, I have sorry. a question for you. This is now, give it to me straight here. Are you saying that something dark is going on behind the white picket fences? They're certainly certainly behind mine. You know who yes. might like to hear about this? My good friend David Lynch. Mm. Yeah, let's let's get Spacey on the phone. See what he has to say. <laughs> I'm, is that what, what is Kevin Spacey? <laughs> yeah, Kevin Spacey is in. Well, I was thinking of American Beauty. Oh, okay. Yeah. But David Lynch, I was just a, I was adding another. You know what I was sort of example of, of. You know what? For some reason, comes to mind when. Someone says Kevin Spacey now. That Bobby Darren movie he insisted on <laughs> directing and starring in. Well, America was hungry for a Bobby Darren biopic. <laughs> that sounds so... I, I don't know. I like it hearing that was actors... Called, if I remember correctly, that was Mac the Knife, the movie? I think it was, yes. Yeah. Mac the Knife, colon, the movie. Uh, I don't know. I think it's funny every time you hear what an actor's passion project is, and it's always it seems like when and when it turns out bad. Anyways, sorry. I I uh, want see when I'm in New York City, I get so excited. Mm-hmm. I get filled with energy and delight. I wonder at the marvels of what's coming into my nose <laughs> from the piles of garbage. They seem to have everything else right. Sure. Hmm. Uh, you can take the subway anywhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know, Jordan. Yeah, I don't know. I think I, I think it is just it it I don't know. It just seems like it's part of the culture, and then and, and it's like they they love everything, you know. They love the they love the pizza, and they love the subway, and they love their garbage out in the thing. I don't know. It's just like this you're, is our garbage. You're very reform minded today, Jesse. I am. I'm a civic reformer. I am nothing if not a civic reformer. You're like that Jane Adams of podcasting. School children need milk. Mm. That's another thing I believe in. <laughs> Um, can I ask you a question about school children needing milk, by the way? Yes. When did you have a thing where they where you paid a certain amount of money and then they brought you milk at lunch? Was mm, milk service? No. At, at I'm aware I, I'm school? aware of this, but no. Is that, like, is that like bottle service at like a Vegas <laughs> club? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You get you have a table and they'll sure. bring you. Yeah. You have to make it rain though. Yeah. If you <laughs> gotta make um, it rain. I, I seem to vaguely recall i mean i i'm i'm old i'm older than um most people in this room <laughs> if not all and I, I but i seem to vaguely recall paying a few cents here and there for for milk for yeah. milk 
Yeah. My I guess my my elementary school didn't have a cafeteria, mm. strictly speaking. So I guess maybe if you d- did have a cafeteria, you just buy it at the cafeteria. We had a a cafetorium. Oh. The cafeteria combined with an auditorium. Oh, I see. Mm. Yeah. So you can have enjoy a health show or, or a cafeteria combined with a, a vomitorium. <laughs> Isn't that a David Cronenberg movie, Cafetorium? <laughs> David, I, I'm David Lynch, David Cronenberg. I'm getting, um, I'm getting compared, or at least referenced, uh, side referenced with people. I don't usually get side referenced with. No, so really, I, I you pre- don't. People don't. People don't uh, read your, uh, you know, uh, autobiographical uh, uh, my, essays and think that's Cronenberg esque, and, and think Videodrome. No. no <laughs> well, in my elementary school. You would get this. You would get this milk, but it would be frozen. Yeah, with little ice flecks in mm, it. Yes. What is this? Who is freezing milk? I think that. Here's what I think about that. Okay. Is I think I that think the, it's the same union that's in charge of making sure there's no street garbage cans in New York City. Is what <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to say. I think that everything in a school cafeteria just gets transported in the same cold thing. Uh huh. And there's not. And it's just, it's all stored at an incredibly cold temperature. So maybe these chicken nuggets, which have to be heated up at some point, are in the same cold thing as the milk. And they're like, eh, just kind of freeze everything. So it's, so the system is they three quarters freeze yes. everything. So the they milk have. is over frozen and the chicken is under frozen. Clearly, uh, Jamie Oliver's plan to. Uh give nutritious lunches to all of America's school children is, is not coming to fruition if we're still talking about this. Yeah, well, I mean, my concern is what else might be in there? Mm. You might have an Encino man. Mm. You might have a polar bear. What's Encino man? <laughs> Sorry, that's a, uh, that's a movie set in Egypt mm. uh, in which uh, Brendan Fraser is, uh, has some supernatural uh, encounters. Mm. Sounds good. <laughs> it does sound good. You know what? When, also, when I was in New York, I saw a television commercial for a Broadway show that stars uh, Brendan Fraser. Really? Uh, I, don't, I always feel bad. Well, if it's, a, if it's a musical, I feel bad for them. If it's a straight play, I'm like, oh, good for them. No, it was a straight play. Oh, okay. Good for him. It wasn't, what, was that Monkey Bone, the music? It wasn't <laughs> yeah, it was Monkey Bone, <laughs> yeah. the musical. He's taking all his failed movies. Directed by Henry Selleck. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, it, was, uh, you know, it was a real play. Mm-hmm. And you know what it made me think? You know why Brendan Fraser is still a success? Uh on his own terms, sure. His own modest terms, yeah. You know what? He's been able to maintain a modest level of success over the course of the last almost twenty years now. No, uh, he's kind of likable and funny. Yeah, I think that's true of Brendan Fraser, right? He's kind of good. He's kind of good at being Brendan Fraser. Sure, absolutely. I mean, he's in horrible movies. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but he's well suited to them and does a good job. Absolutely. I'm basing that exclusively on Dudley Do Right. <laughs> <laughs> the only, okay. The only movie of his that I've seen—that was his passion project. That was his uh, <laughs> Mac the Knife, the movie. Why did I see Dudley Do Right? I don't know. Your I love of see it. Jay Ward properties. I feel like Eric Idle was in it. Maybe sounds like. I don't think that's why I went to see it, but I, that's the only other thing I remember about Dudley Do Right besides thinking that Brendan Fraser was kind of charming. Yeah. Those mummies movies are enjoyable romps. Are they really? Yeah, they are. I thought about going to see Journey to the Center of the Earth 3D. That sounded like my kind of movie. Oh yeah, that was ahead of its time. But it was I didn't 3D get it together. before it was cool. Yeah, I didn't get it together to go see that. No, if you like have an 11 year old, you need to watch a movie with Mummy movie. Yeah. Okay. Sold. Brendan, Fra- I have an eight year old son, and Brendan Fraser movies are always uh, a nice fallback for an empty Sunday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're probably on TNT. 
Yeah, we uh, we've actually seen Encino Man together. <laughs> really? Um, yes. Biodome. Uh, we've not seen Biodome. Um, but he... does Biodome have Brendan Fraser? No, it just has Polly Shore. Yeah, had a year, yeah, it has po- Yeah, I think, but it's roughly uh, equivalent. I, I, to yeah, yeah. You were, you I, just, I was yeah. not prepared for the heavy dose of Polly Shore that was in Encino Man, and I had I had to leave. Uh, halfway through but you couldn't handle it it was it was what did the eight-year-old make of it he 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 thought it was fine really yeah he had no uh he has no reference point for Polly shore it well it's sort of like it's sort of like if if we as children were fed a were watching like a jerry lewis movie maybe yeah something along jerry lewis is probably more talented than Polly shore certainly is there an example from you've got you're you're, equally sad though i would say yeah, that's true. You, you've got you. You're you're sort of half a generation older than we are. You got five or ten years on us. That's true. Is there a Polly Shore of th- that we that we would that that we would not know about from 1983 instead of 1993? Someone who was like Polly Shore in movies in 1983. Someone who had who was perplexingly successful. I think another For good a brief example. Period of time. Another good example of in our generation would probably be Ernest. Yeah, or maybe Tom Green. Uh, yeah, Tom Green Tom for those Ernest. a little younger than us. Yeah, I mean, I Ernest came to mind. Um, Joe Piscopo. <laughs> Joe Piscopo is a pretty good one. Joe Piscopo was very successful for a time. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't have nothing comes to mind ever. <laughs> oh, we're here with the endless. F- Font of ideas and witticisms. <laughs> Author Neil Pollock. The the yoga has just has just blanked my mind of, of, of <laughs> Yeah, all, no, it sounds all, like you're operating on another level. All this yoga and all this medical marijuana has just has <laughs> basically drained me of any um interesting thoughts and ideas. The last time you were on The Sound of Young America, the great transformative experience in your life was discovering vaporizers, as I recall. Yeah, that that has ceased to be transformative and it is, it's more like a a, a vaguely pleasant millstone. You know? <laughs> Dra- dragging me down down and, and, and sort of and sort of giving me like a velvet millstone yeah it's a velvet millstone sort of increasingly smaller returns um <laughs> for for the time i spend with it we'll be back in just a second with more on jordan jesse go It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Uh, Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Neil Pollock, author of uh, several uh, fairly uh, good-selling books. <laughs> the most yeah. recent one is uh, Stretch, The Unlikely Making of a Yoga Dude. Yoga Dude? Yes, The Unlikely Making of a Yoga Dude. They needed a subtitle. Right. So I threw, I, threw, I threw Yoga Dude out there. So occasionally, like I've, I've been traveling around giving readings and performances, and I'll see it advertised as, The Yoga Dude is coming to town, and I think... That's kind of embarrassing. How did I get here? Yeah, you've embarrassed yourself. <laughs> I have. I have once again, once again embarrassed myself. And before before that, it was here comes the alternadad. I got to stop uh, coming up with clever uh, neologisms to uh, describe my 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 prose. Just don't the- uh, call your next book "The Adventures of Fartface." <laughs> <laughs> or the adventures of an urban fart face. Yeah. Oh, sure. The yeah. adventures of an urban fart dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fart dude. <laughs> fart dude. <laughs> fart. I oh, think we man. just sold ourselves a Kevin James pitch, gentlemen. Yeah, right? 
you know, this this yoga book wouldn't make a half bad Kevin Kevin James movie, really. Sort of, you know. I guess he's a oh, he's oh, a talented physical comedian. Yeah, he is. You know, and there's a lot of physicality in yoga, and there's sort of this you know, overweight middle aged guy bumbling into the. Yeah, I think I think I think this is um. Hey Hollywood, are you yeah, listening? Yeah, I know. Maybe he could foil a bank robbery using yoga. Ding dong. <laughs> Super stretchy. My my destiny is calling. Um, Jordan, you wanted to talk, and I don't, this is something that has come up just, just for your information Mm. from time to time on Jordan, Jesse go that, uh, because my, uh, because my father quit drinking when I was like three or four, um, and eventually met my stepmother, uh, in AA, I spent large, huge chunks of the, between ages like four and nine, uh, in AA meetings. Because my parents were divorced, so my dad would have to take me along with him. And so I would just be coloring in the back while people told the stories of their lives falling apart. Um, and so that's sort, of a, uh, uh, that's sort of a recurring theme on did, Jordan Jesse Go. Did that, did that um, give you, uh, was that sort of an inspiration for you to become sort of a, a radio host? Yeah. <laughs> wanting, wanting to, maybe perhaps wanting people to tell the positive side? Wanting people, I just love hearing people's stories. Mm. You know, I don't even think of myself as a radio host, Neil. I think of myself as a storyteller. Uh, I hate when people say that. Actor. <laughs> it makes me want to cry writer, when someone says host, that. Yeah. Just a storyteller. Also, oh, when they geez. say that uh, real people's stories are more interesting than movies. Yeah. They're, they're not. not. They're boring. Sure. They're boring. You know what? You know what Ira Glass is really good at? Finding people with really interesting stories. Sure, he's not—he's not good at at making anyone interesting. Mm-hmm. He's good at finding people with the best stories that are really good at telling them. You know what's a good story? Well, and then I think he edits them well too. No, absolutely. Sure. Okay. Iris, Iris Glass has a lot of good things going for him. All I'm saying is the lesson of this American life isn't anyone is interesting. That's that's for sure. Most um, most are not. Yeah, most people are not interesting and don't have, look. I don't have anything interesting to say about what I've done in my life. I'm just here. Not to a ringing endorsement to be listening to this podcast. Wait, wait a second. I'm just a straight man for Jordan. You, okay. the, the the story of you um, going to AA meetings and sitting in the back while people tell you. Yeah, oh, but that's how it begins and ends. I don't remember the details. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> well, you anyway, were, you were young. I think the what, what I was trying, what I wanted to get into is Jordan mentioned before the show that he actually had an AA question uh, for you and me, you and me, Neil. Uh, okay. Now, Neil, I know that you've you, that your life has just been a total disaster. You've been in and out of the program for all kinds of different stuff. You were in uh, NA uh, when you were hooked on smack. Um, you were a heavy drinker for many years. You were dry drunk for a little while. Started drinking again, went into the program. Uh, you were a thief, compulsive thief, uh, overeater. Horse killer. Horse killer. Uh, obsessive masturbator. <laughs> obsessive masturbator. So you know a little something about this subject. Uh, about, addict- about addictive behaviors? Yeah. I, I suppose. I suppose. None of the things you said are actually true. Right. But, <laughs> uh, but, um, Granted. Let's I'll be clear. You that. None of that was but, true. But I, I have experienced addictive thoughts in my time. Yes. Sure. And Jordan had a question. mentioned that yeah. he had a question. Um, okay. So there's a, uh, there's a Methodist church uh, at the end of my block. And a lot of times around 8 or 9 o'clock, there's a group of PM. people. PM. PM. Okay. There's a group of people kind of milling about on a weekday. 
Uh-huh. Uh, and it's a very disparate group of people. There's a, you know, there are, uh, you know, some kind of younger, kind of punk rock looking people. Uh, there are some, some older, maybe veterany looking guys. There's some kind of middle aged Hispanic men. It's a real, it's just a real melting pot. Uh, and I always thought this is an AA meeting. It's not. It's not like a competitive rock paper scissors league. Right? No, I don't think so. I okay. don't think it's a uh, hipster sports league. It's okay. a kickball. Kickball. Yeah, it's league. a kickball league. Flip cup. Yeah. It's a flip cup uh, tournament. Uh, although, that's an option. I'll continue. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Uh, but I always walk by, and there's always this kind of group of people, and I have to kind of you know shoulder past them to get to my door. Um, Which is, I mean, to be fair, you know. That's how you just get around on the streets of Los Angeles. Yeah, just throwing my shoulders around randomly. And throwing bows. Yeah, sir, bows. And just saying racial slurs. Yeah, you're a, you're a regular Rashid Wallace. Sure. <laughs> uh, um, I'm Charles Barkley, and L.A. is Godzilla. <laughs> Remember that? Uh, yeah, sure. I have a t-shirt. I have a Charles Barkley versus Godzilla what? t-shirt. Yeah, oh, I'm, you should I'm, wear it. I'm a Suns fan from way back. So. Oh, cool. All right. Anyway. Um... So, um, anyway, so I'm, uh, so I've always just assumed this was an AA meeting and I hadn't thought anything about it until the other day when I was walking past and one of the guys, uh, middle-aged Hispanic guy, uh, makes eye contact with me and he points and he's like, Hey dude, welcome to the madness. And then, <laughs> wait, so wait, it was a madness concert? Uh, yeah, it might have been. It was. It played it was all their a madness hits. concert. It's sort of like how it's beyond. sort Our of house. the famous sort of Latinos that go to a Morrissey concert. Welcome to Madness that. have a very specific audience here yeah. in Southern California. It's mostly mostly Methodists. Sure, Methodists. Uh, and I just kind of looked at him and shook my head and kept walking. <laughs> like, no, I am not I'm welcome not... in this madness. Yeah. But, so... Is this an AA meeting? Would someone who was in recovery refer to their AA meeting as the madness? I don't know. That's an interesting you question. Know, I don't think so. I, I, I it seems unlikely. Um, it just per, seems so disrespectful. May, maybe it was a cult called the madness. Yeah, yeah, maybe. You know, and it was just they were just that's just their way of recruiting people. And it could have been that this is one of those kind of outrageous fun. Church groups that go on a lot of rafting trips and, like, have a softball league. How many of these people were smoking? What proportion of these people smoked? I did not notice any smoking. I have a hard time believing that it's AA then. Oh, yeah? Is that if they're kinda... not all smoking, then it's hard to believe it's AA. Okay. If they're not smoking and drinking coffee by the jug. Okay. Um, I, yeah. Well, then, Perhaps. what is it? The madness, it may perhaps people, perhaps it was, it's a, is there a group home for schizophrenics nearby? <laughs> yeah. The madness, that's what they call it sometimes. You know, our, um, our friend Jim Rayal, uh, the master of Would You Rather, has recently taken up table tennis. Yes. He's ranked in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's a table tennis league. Hmm. Maybe, but it. But would that explain? The... Jordan, thank you for your respectful tone when I said that it might be. A... So yes, maybe I'm considering it. Yeah. But I think an idea might be that this is some sort of extracurricular evening adult sport thing. But <laughs> I what... didn't expect sport thing at the end of all of the others. Yeah, um, is the mad is the madness like the lifestyle? Yeah, I think it is. They might be swingers. I think you're talking about a fuck fest. Oh, 
The in a Methodist church, do they allow that? It's a Method. Well, Methodists do certainly. Really? As long as it's not, you're, it's not Lutheran. Church? No, 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 not Lutheran. Church. No, Methodists are all about fuck fest. Well, and church attendance is down. Yeah, you that's get... the difference between a Lutheran and a Methodist. Oh, well, yeah, I didn't know that. What's a Baptist? Martin then? Luther. What's a Baptist. Martin Luther hated fuck fests. Huh. And so the Reformation was anti fuck fest. Hmm. The you know the um thing that he the the he, document that he famous to nailed to the door, church sure. door it was just a picture of a fuck fest with a circle around it and a line through it oh but yeah. interesting but he called it the nineteen theses yeah he did <laughs> well theses was his word for penises and butts um so yeah so I guess I'm I'm uh, I'm a call for theories what is the madness going on. At the at the Methodist well, Church well, by let, my let's house. Let's take some calls. Yeah, okay. absolutely. 206-984-4FUN, the number to call. Boise, Idaho, are you there? You can call us and tell us what your theory of what the madness might be is. Um, I'm uh, fuckfest. I mean, He's or really the only the only plausible answer we've had. I've got an idea what it might be. Hmm. Something really wild. Something really fun. Yeah. Something everybody loves. It's the green. It's the green car challenge from the Jay Leno show. <laughs> What's that? It's where they race a Ford hi- Ford Hybrid. Oh, celebrities race a Ford Hybrid. Mm. I think that's what it is. That was on Jay Leno's ten o'clock show. Yeah, and that got canceled, so it just moved over to the Methodist Church. Oh, okay. So they're... Ford had already spent all this money on oh. hybrid cars. And so these everything. guys are driving around hybrids, and then randomly confetti cannons go off. Did you see like a somebody there, like maybe Christian Slater or Michelle Pfeiffer? Yeah. A minor, a few minor celebrities. Yeah, they were both there. Did they? Was there a time board that had a list of times and a ranking? Yeah, I mean, you know them, uh, Matt Lauer. Was there a lot of branded content? There was a lot of branded content, or things that seemed that you might seem like made you feel like you might be participating in branded mm. content, yeah. like like brand Chirons. Sure. Yes. They had, yeah. The timer is the Stride Gum timer. Yeah. So I think it was a green car challenge from the Jay Leno show. You know, I think the next time though, if someone asks Cicely, like, "Welcome to the Madness," you just might want to ask, "What does that mean?" Oh, I'm still kicking myself. Believe me. Because Believe that, me. That, I was afraid at first, but you're like, I should you know, have been more. You curious. know, because that may take you down a path you don't want to go down, but it does expand the story. Yeah. Expands the narrative. So, uh, you know, next maybe you should go seek the madness. <laughs> I'm Follow getting, the madness. Listen fo- to this yogi over here. Find your madness. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess I will just start hanging around in front of that church now. Until Jordan. Until I see that guy again. Can I make a suggestion? Yeah. If this happens again, if one of these people engages you, just take your dick out and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If it's a fuck fest, somebody's going to start fucking it. Yeah. Right? If it's a green car challenge, <laughs> somebody's going to hand you the keys to a Ford Hybrid. <laughs> Sure. Because they're impressed by your chutzpah. Mm-hmm. And if it's a Methodist church... Then you'll know. Yeah, then you'll know. And they'll, they'll make it clear. And they'll, yeah, and they'll, um, the madness will be on. Yeah. If it's if it's AA, they'll just hand you a cup of coffee. Sure. They're to, not pour faced, on, to pour on my dick. They're not faced by anything. They've heard much worse than that. Yeah. Um, the AA meeting uh, that my dad used to go to, I would say 25% homeless. Hmm. Not majority homeless. Or 25% clearly homeless, maybe another 25% transient, mm. um, 50% homed. Mm. That's, the, that's the right uh, word, right? Homed? Yeah, the there's homed. the homed, the homeless. I would say the housed. Sure. <laughs> the housed. Well, some of them were housed in the madness. <laughs> the differently housed. Um, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I say you do some experiments. Okay. I think that's the answer. Some dick-related experiments. Or bring a ping-pong paddle. Oh, sure. If somebody spanks your butt with it, it's a fuck fest. Okay, and if, yeah, I, I should just go into it with a ping-pong paddle, yell, I got next, and uh-huh. see if I get fucked or <laughs> if I uh, get engaged in a game of ping-pong. Exactly. That's the only way to figure this out. 206-984-4FUN with your theories. Jordan, Jesse, go. Uh, we got the great Neil Pollock here with us. Uh, we'll be back in just a second with more. La, 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 la. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I'm Neil Pollock, author of many extremely successful books. Moderately, somewhat successful Somewhat books. successful books. Books that exist. Yeah, books that have, hey, many of them have probably stayed in print. They are all in print, except for one. Hey. All, all of them except for one are in print. This is a successful author. There we go. We're Neil, talking the, about... The uh, Neil Pollock Guide to the Kama Sutra. Is that the one that's out of print? No, the one that's out of print is Beneath the Axis of Evil, my parody of Gulf War era war journalism. Oh. That one was published by my friend Ben Brown, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Sound of Young America um, faithful, and uh, and a Jordan Jesse Go faithful. And he, mm-hmm. we published it in out of his uh, basically out of his basement in Austin, although he didn't have a basement, but it was out of his spare room in Austin. And Wait, you're talking about Ben Brown from IWantToSeeThat.com. That's correct. Fantastic. Yeah, and he published, uh, he and I together published um, Beneath the Axis of Evil, and used copies are still available on Amazon. And I actually, you know what, <laughs> technically it's not out of print because he still has boxes and boxes of it in his storage shed and every time i go to austin he makes me fly home with one of them i gotta be honest <laughs> with you i gotta be honest with you about ben brown ben brown his wife katie yes uh they uh they ran advertisements on this program for for some time for a great website called i want to see that mm-hmm. when i met him i was a little bit suspicious why do they listen to jordan jesse go if they're so good looking mm. that's what i wanted to know yeah look Look at this! Look at this fat slob over here, Johannes. Oh sure, this guy's over four hundred pounds. Sure. Well, that's the thing about Ben and Katie is they're not unwilling to share their their grace and beauty and intelligence with their lessers. No, fair enough. Um, so you know our our sister program, Stop Podcasting Yourself, mm-hmm. has a segment called Overheard. Uh, on this segment, people call in and share something that they overheard. Um, and when I was in New York. I overheard something really wonderful, and I thought I'd share it here on Jordan Jesse Go in tribute to Stop okay. Podcasting Yourself. Who, I by might, the way, uh, have one too. This anyway. week's guest on Stop Podcasting Yourself, the great Paul F. Tompkins. Mm. Recommend you check out Spy this week if you haven't already. Okay, so this conversation was um, uh, was conducted at, at sort of at dusk uh, between two big sort of guys from a television commercial set in New York in 1975. Mm-hmm. Um, the Just the very top of the Empire State Building was visible over the skyline, of over some buildings that were near us. You could just barely see it. You've really set the scene. Thank you. It's like, it's like, li- it's like we're watching Life on Mars. W- one, of these, <laughs> one of these guys goes, Hey, see that building? That's the Empire State Building. They built that in 1933. They didn't have computers then. It still stands. <laughs> That's word for word. I got wow. so excited that I made I... my wife stop on the sidewalk so I could type it into my phone. Wow. Is that? Are you sure this isn't just an excerpt of dialogue from Cake Boss? It still stands. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have computers then. Yeah. 
It still stands. Unlike all those other pre-computer buildings <laughs> that have crumbled to the ground. See that there? That's the Empire State Building. I like that this, these guys, I don't know, I guess it's possible that these guys are from suburban New York, and so then one of them would have to identify to the other one yeah. what the Empire State Building is. Or it's possible maybe they could be from Philadelphia or some other major northeastern city. They could be in from Newark. You know what I mean? Right. Where are all the guys yell at each other like this? Right, because no one from Newark had ever been to New York City before. <laughs> I don't. I'm just saying, like, it's they're, possible they're, they're across the river from each other. There is the basic. I mean, the basic question is, why do they? Why does the one gentleman have to identify to his friend the Empire State Building, the most iconic building in the entire world? Yeah. That's number one. Oh, number See that number one A. I remember you mentioned Philadelphia. Are there any more tasty cakes? No. In fact, uh, what happened is uh, a lot of listeners got together. Uh, excuse me. A lot of uh, our friends got together and carried tasty cakes out of here. Mm. We got uh, Julia took home some tasty cakes, okay. the producer of the Sound of Young America. Yep. Leo, our intern, took home some tasty cakes. Okay. Amanda, a friend of my wife's, uh, took some tasty cakes to work. Turns out there's a lot of New Yorkers and uh, Philadelphians mm. at her work. They were delighted. Took home some tasty cakes, each and every one of them. One person nearly cried, mm. uh, according to the word on the street. Okay. Um, but I do have to say, uh, and also, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Jordan, because I want to thank, we got three different people sent us tasty cakes, not wow. just one. And I want to thank the second and third person. So talk for just a second while I pull out their names. Uh, you know, and I have a little overheard uh, that I wanted to share. And I actually called this into the spy overheard hotline. And did not hear it on the show. It is possible that they have played it since then. I actually lost my Zoom recently and have not... Uh, you lost your Zoom? I lost my Zoom. Who the fuck are you without your Zoom? Uh, I a shell of a man. Yeah. I know you've been looking at me. There's something hasn't been right and you haven't known what it I is. I was wondering if it was just one of those things where I was wearing 3D glasses and because I forgot to take them off. Yeah. And so they had those those polarity filters, those weird polarity filters. I am filters. a Zoomless human. Jeez Louise. Anyway, so I have not been keeping up on podcasts. It is possible that they've played it since then, but I just kind of wanted to, uh, I've always wanted to say it in public. Yeah. Are you ready? Should we thank the no. people first or should I do my overheard? Uh, let's, uh, my thanks to okay. Sky uh, and Marcus from uh, Pensacon, New Jersey, mm. uh, which is, it's named after the idea of the name of a town in New Jersey. Sure. Um, it's that, that may be, in fact, where those guys were from. You're talking about. Yeah, they could have been from Pensacon, yeah. Pensacon, New Jersey. Okay, Jordan, you're. Oh, but I wanted to say about that oh, sure. just to finish this theme up. I've uh, been disappointed with the turnout uh, from uh, from people from uh, the uh, uh, Texas. What were they supposed to do? They were supposed to send me a Texas thing because I fucking beat them in the World Series. Oh yeah, and hey. by I I mean the San Francisco Giants. Hey, how about some Chick Fil A's? Yeah. Is there absolutely. a way to ship those? Um, a guy sent me from the Bay Area some bacon hot sauce, which he says has its roots in Texas, mm. which I guess because it's hot sauce. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they do know what pecani ta- sauce should taste like. What sure. You, what would you like from Texas? I don't know. That's the problem. I mean, granted, that's the problem. The tricky thing is, is what I'd really like is maybe some brisket. Mm. Right, but you don't want someone to mail you a brisket. But I don't want people to mail me brisket. That's true, especially not a cooked one. Maybe a nice bourbon. It's gonna be real soggy. What about just some? What about just some beef? 
What about you just get to, it's a famous product of Texas. That's expensive. That's I mean, beef country. Yeah, but you know, a bottle of hot sauce and you know, a side of beef, it's a very different price point. Yeah. I know. One's the World Series and one's the National League Championship Series. That that is true. And also, while we're complaining, mm-hmm. someone mail me something. Hey. I'm some guy too. Jordan. Yeah. Quit your fucking whining. No, I'm sorry. I'm I'm a Dodgers fan. I'll just mail you my balls on a platter. <laughs> 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 That'd be cool. That team's a mess. Um, Jordan, you're overheard. Uh, this is between two dudes. Okay. Standard dudes. Okay. Uh, one dude says to the other dude, yeah, that was the last skateboard video I ever bought. Then I got into BMX. Then I got into glass blowing. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Bravo! As if they're comparable. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Boy Detective. And I am Neil Pollock, semi well known mid list humor writer. Joining us now from the great nation of Denmark. Yep, I don't have anything to say besides that. He's 15 Home years old. Home of Hamlet. <laughs> In the world Home of fiction. Of the breed of dog that Marmaduke is. He's known for running down the street with a string of sausages in his mouth. Sure. Please welcome Johannes. How are you, Johannes? Good, thank you. Hello. It's nice to be here. Are you it's aware a pleasure of, to have uh, you here. Are you aware of Marmaduke? Is Marmaduke across the borders? Um, I've not seen Marmaduke posters in Denmark. I've seen Marmaduke posters in Spain, I believe. Sure. Mm. Well, Marmaduke's huge in Spain. Yeah. Marmaduke posters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the you know how you know that you know that famous like Daryl Hannah poster. Oh, this right. is the equivalent of that. Just every in yeah, Spain. every thirteen-year-old Spanish boy has it on his wall. And <laughs> Marmaduke, yeah, they're a kinky bunch. The, the Spaniards. Uh, we're, we we have Johannes joining us here to uh, to listen to some telephone calls, gather his reactions. Um, however, before we get to that, something important has happened. I've received an important telef- uh, an important email communication. Mm. Uh, this is from uh, a young woman named Heather. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know exactly where Heather lives, but she sent me an email uh, out of the blue. And, uh, oh, she lives in Anchorage, Alaska. And uh, she sent me an email of her shoulder. Um, Whoa. Jordan, you, you, Intense. You, you that's want, major. You want to tell, tell America what we're looking uh, at here? I believe that's the uh, first Sound of Young America tattoo. Yeah, is this a is a tattoo of the rocket ship logo. Yeah, the words Sound of Young America or Max Fun are nowhere to be seen. Maybe on her butt. Uh, <laughs> Maybe but that's. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. The butt of the front. <laughs> yeah. The front butt. Labia or front butt. Sure. That, that's going to confuse some mortician in the year 2070. Yeah. And also, I just want to point out that uh, uh, I, I just made that comment to make sure that you're comfortable uh, listening to this later with your parents and grandparents, Johannes. Um, my grandparents will probably not listen to this. Okay. <laughs> Johannes told me he listens earlier. He listened, told me that he listens to the show with his dad, which seems highly inappropriate to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dad should not encourage that. Yeah, no, dads should be against their children listening to this program. It's a very vulgar program. I hope that someday my child can listen to this program. Thank you. Thank you. 
Okay, this is, and let's be clear, this tattoo of the Sound of Young America rocket ship. fucking huge. It's monstrous, right? This is like eight inches across. This is a full shoulder. Like, this is is like 20% of this woman's back. It dominates her scapular region. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to talk about scapular region domination, you got to talk about this Sound of Young America logo right here. Now, I have to say that in her email, she sort of... She sort of, she says, I have this tattoo on my shoulder that I thought you should see. Now, the parenthetical to that is because it is the logo of your public radio show. But I'll continue reading it. She says, it's a slightly rotated version of the Sound of Young America logo that is on the T-shirts. Which is to say that the Sound of Young America logo, the rocket is going slightly diagonally. And this one appears to be totally vertical. Um, She says, I like rocket chips. I like Max Fun podcasts. It seemed fitting. Now... I'm going to say this. Um, let's, let's talk to Johannes for a second. Johannes, how do you feel about rocket ships? Pro or con? Um, pro rocket ships. How do you feel about Max Fun Podcasts? Pro Max Fun Podcasts. So why the fuck don't you have a giant tattoo of our logo <laughs> yeah, on your shoulder? You it seems fitting to me. Sure, you and traveled Heather. across the sea on a very expensive flight. <laughs> But that kind of seems like bullshit compared to this sweet tattoo. Is it weird that I decided based on well, the photograph that we have here, and we'll we'll post it on the uh, we'll post it on the internet. We'll put it in the discussion forum for this episode of the show. Um, it really it cuts off at the sort of the her lower neck and shows only sort of one shoulder, and uh, that's about it. Hmm. But based on that, I've decided she's a very good looking young woman. Sure, I also get that impression. Right, she's a beautiful young woman. At the very least, she's young. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And that, you know, at a certain point, you know, at least for me, that's that's kind of all that matters. You just want a little extra vitality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm 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 running out, I'm running out of gas. You just want someone <laughs> to explain my chemical romance to you. That's true. I do. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of young, that's the reason why I don't have a Jordan Jesse go tattoo. You have because to be 18. Too, you, have you have to be, to be 18, 18 to get a tattoo in Denmark? I'm pretty sure. Denmark sounds like real bullshit. <laughs> also, also, if I got one now, it would stretch because I'm growing. Know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure, you, sure you haven't had your growth spurt Speaking yet. Speaking of stretch, um, <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about my best-selling book about yoga, yeah. Stretch. Uh, you're, I guess you're too young to join the Danish Navy. I'm an American citizen, so I won't be able to anyway. See, that's what I'm talking about. He's got this American parent. This is a load of b- bullshit. This guy isn't even a bona fide foreigner. Yeah. He just lives in a foreign country. And has since he was four years old. Right. So 11 years. I call myself a Danish American. Really? Yes. You're really an American Dane, though. No, because Danish is the adjective. Oh, is, no, yeah, Danish is, is a noun. It's like a crawler. <laughs> sure. A scone. Yeah. You it's a breakfast pastry. A sconish American. <laughs> sconish okay. American. That uh, that's me. I gotta say, this tattoo looks pretty good. It looks great. It's, it looks really cool. It's very elegant. I yeah. tip of the hat to our friend Stefan Lawrence from Stefan Rules, who designed the sure. logo. Absolutely. I emailed it to him and suggested that he sue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And but you know, from my POV. Yeah. You want to know my POV? Uh, Jordan, I know you, you, Johannes is not from the film industry like mm-hmm. the three of us are, so you'll have to explain that. And then afterwards, I'll explain mise-en-scene. Sure. Johannes, point of view. It's ah. like extra diegetic <laughs> music. Anyways. Um, Elements of the scene. Sure. <laughs> um, Mise- and whereas mise-en-place is uh, 
elements of the place. Okay. Okay. Why not? Okay. This is very educational. I just thought I'd let you know. I'm saying, similar to Jesse getting mailed all these treats, yes, this is wonderful. Uh, Obviously, I'm flattered because I am associated with the organization. Where's the Jordan Jesse Go specific tattoo? Uh, Right. I feel that this is too general. That's the one on her butt. I Uh, will not believe that till I've seen a butt pic. (laughs) (laughs) I think, Jordan, do you require the tattoo or are you just interested in butt pics? Uh, You know, potato, potato. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet butt pics. Hey, JJGo at MaximumFun.org is all I have to say about Uh, that. But no, I mean, you know, that's lovely. I would like to see. And I want one of those that's like a super inside joke, too. If people get a tattoo related directly to our stuff, we will talk about them on the air, and they'll be famous. Sure. Right? We'll that's, increase, a, that's a fair promise. We'll increase your fame quotient by several percent. And by famous, I mean not famous at all. Not even a little your bit. Your Q rating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's take some telephone calls, shall we, shall we, gentlemen? Yes. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Lupin from Brooklyn, and I'm calling him with a momentous occasion. I was just told that Jesse Thorne is coming into my workplace this evening to have dinner with Teresa and two other people. And I'm really excited. It kind of made me (laughs) scream and clap like a little girl. So I hope you have a wonderful meal. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to feed you. So thanks a lot. Bye. I did, gentlemen. What's the name of the restaurant? It's called The Good Fork in Red Hook, Brooklyn. Uh, I have eaten there. It's a lovely restaurant. Uh, The food was excellent. Mm -hmm. I ate pork belly. Mm. Mm. Um, How is that prepared? Uh, it's crisp on the outside. Mm-hmm. It's braised, mm-hmm. but they crisp the they crisp the outside. Pork belly is amazing because you get that nice pork fat. Yeah, it's delicious. Nothing better than pork fat, Jordan. Sure. Hey. Nothing better than pork fat. Preaching to the choir. Um, it was a lovely meal. They it was nice. We, we we ate like VIPs. They they were sending out some appetizers to us, sending out some desserts to us. You know, because we're Whoa. celebs. Uh, back in business, business Brian Lane was there. I think mm-hmm. he also enjoyed his meal. Um, it was really, it was really a pleasant experience. So a, sh- a shout out to uh, Red Hook Brooklyn Zone, uh, the Good Fork Restaurant. It's a lovely restaurant. I can't recommend going there uh, unless you live in Red Hook because apparently uh, Red Hook is like an hour from anywhere else. <laughs> I don't understand why it's a cool place, which it clearly was because this was a cool restaurant. There was other cool stuff right by it, uh, but apparently it's just near the IKEA. <laughs> that's it's. That's what makes it a cool place. Um, anyway, let's go back to those telephones. Hey, JJ Go. This is Bob from Philadelphia calling with a momentous occasion. Um, I've been uh, an ambulance driver for a few months. It's been pretty uneventful so far, but uh, this morning I was working out of the graveyard shift, and this morning we got to go lights and sirens, which is exactly what it sounds like, and go flying down Broad Street at about 50 miles an hour and run all the red lights, and everybody got out of my way, and it was great. <clears throat> so pretty exciting oh and then um the last run of the night a mental patient spit in my face <laughs> so it's a sort of a mixed bag yeah that, that just sounds like a night in philly to me <laughs> standard <laughs> wait now how has this guy been an ambulance driver for a few months and hasn't yet turned on his ambulance lights well maybe he doesn't yet you don't get to drive for a while Really? I don't know. Those. I mean, that's kind of what I was. Maybe thinking. he just got lucky and no one got hurt. Yeah, I think for they just several months. I would think that they would just give you 
some ambulance lights just to put on your Caprice or your <laughs> Astro van or whatever it is that you're driving. I, I don't. I, I just this mental patient spitting in the face thing. I mean. I lived in Philadelphia for two years, and that just sounds like a day in the life. I right. Mean, it really does. It's, it's just you basically you go to the underground Ben Franklin Museum, pick up a phone, call a character from history. Uh, <laughs> somebody spits on your face. Sure. You get a cheese stick. The mentally ill wander free. Yeah. Okay. Let's, uh, let's listen to a new call. Hi, Jordan Jessica. Uh, this is Joan Berkeley. I got a momentous occasion. Um, just walking to work, and uh, I saw an old man uh, walking a cat on a leash. Uh, just thought you'd like, like to know that. Thanks. Johannes got a kick out of that one. Yeah, Johannes, that's, that's is the a, best one. This is the, <laughs> this is the second time he's listened to it, and he's still snickering over here. <laughs> fucking fucking just, I just have that image in my face of a cat walking on a leash. Yeah, uh, it was pretty great when you said "image in my face." Yeah. Oh, so, whoa! <laughs> I'm really excited that you that you had that you said something ESL style. Sure, your English is disconcertingly good. I mean, I guess because your parents are American, maybe you speak English at home. Uh, but uh, I was I was excited when you said uh, have that image in my face. I have to admit <laughs> it was great. It wouldn't have been what's the use of having a foreigner around the house if they don't say one funny adorable thing, right? <laughs> sure. Okay, let's hear another telephone call. Hello, Jordan, Jesse, and I'm sure very entertaining and very beautiful guest. This is Nick from Tacoma, Washington, calling in with a momentous occasion. Earlier tonight, I had to explain what teabagging is to my mother a 58-year-old conservative Christian. I don't want to get into why, but she asked me what it was, so I answered. Anyway, have a great and wonderful day. Sounds fun. Why would you have to? She she made him. Huh. Where would she have heard it? I, yeah, that's a good question. Where would she question. have heard about yeah, where do... Walker, <laughs> Texas Ranger. Yeah, right? What was a, a, an almost 60-year-old Christian woman in jest... To where you know what teabagging wasn't is. Wasn't that show about the angels? Wasn't it in the news somewhat recently? <laughs> teabagging in the news? Well, oh, you know, I mean, I Well, guess... there's that Jimmy Fallon segment, Teabagging the News. Sure. Uh, you know, I guess maybe that what weren't the tea partiers called the tea baggers for a while, and they, they had to be explained about tea bagging. I bet you that there was a sort of a teabagging reference that they had to drop, and it sounds like this woman is in that demo. Yeah. And perhaps that's how it came up. As long as he didn't have to demonstrate it to her. Sure. You right. <laughs> have to teabag your own mom. Yeah. Well, Nobody I, wants to I do that. I wouldn't say that. He'd have to, you know, maybe he could just. Oh, get a girlfriend. Yeah, or, or a prostitute. A passerby. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, go guest. Um, I have a moment of occasion, kind of a moment of shame. I live in Japan where uh, little old ladies bully uh, young ladies. And young ladies just take it. So I was just out with my girlfriend, and we were on a bike path, and we couldn't get off the bike path, but this uh, group of little old ladies was taking all the road. So uh, we said, excuse me, and they let us through, and then I went through, and then my Japanese girlfriend went through, and they yelled at her. So it was a moment of shame, and then uh, because I speak a little Japanese, I told the old ladies that it was their fault, and then they yelled back at me, and then my girlfriend yelled at them, and we just uh, yelled at old ladies. Jeez, I had to cut off his rambling. Uh, yeah, I mean, I bet the, uh, I mean, 
you know, regardless of what happened, I bet the sex after was hot. Yeah. Oh. I think that's oh. what's important. Now, you and your girlfriend yelling at some old ladies. Now, this little old ladies abusing young girls, is that, does that like, so, is there some sort of like, uh, it sounds like a recurring theme. Well, it sounds like a cafe that you would go. They have those, kind of, <laughs> those, those weird fetish Japan, cafes. They do have in, specialty cafes. In, in Tokyo, maybe you could go there and they sit at, they, you eat ice cream while you watch old ladies. Maybe you buy an old lady out of a vending machine. Sure. <laughs> I hear there's a restaurant in Japan that's filled with cats. <laughs> yep. Hey, this is an overheard for uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself. Uh, I think I'm dialing the wrong number, but uh, I'm going to tell you anyway because it's pretty damn funny. Uh, it's Ian from Toronto. I'm sitting on a bench outside a restaurant uh, waiting for some friends to show up. And uh, a guy and a girl walk by, and the girl says to the guy, uh, Yeah, I really do like doing that with you. I mean, although we've only done it twice, the first time was great. Second time, you know, the second time. And that's uh, all I heard. They walked into the restaurant, and I had to uh, keep from laughing. So uh, thanks a lot. Keep up the uh, great work. And that's you. Bye. On behalf of Stop Podcasting Yourself, thank you very much. Yes. Yes. We will continue to keep up the great work. Yes, that was the wrong number <laughs> that you called. Now, Johannes, you have two things to explain here. Because you did spend the day screening the telephone calls. Yeah. Number one, how did we end up listening to a telephone call for a whole other program? That's number one. Number two, why is it entitled Momentous Occasion Dash Poop? Well, the first one, I just thought that one was funny. There weren't that many calls this week. And the poop thing, I, it was there when I came. It was entitled that. I'm not sure. So you're blaming this on Leo. Yes, you're putting this on to Pass Leo Portugal. Classic Dane. Who's a college student and thus can beat you up. Uh, yeah, you could probably no. take Leo. Yeah. Yeah, you could yeah, yeah, yeah. You look like an athletic young man. Leo doesn't. <laughs> Leo's slim, certainly. He's more of an artistic build, you sure. might say. He told me he was running the Hawaii Marathon or something. Honolulu Marathon Is yesterday. Is he really? He said he was going he to. He ran that yesterday? He, no, he said he said he was going After to. After work? Probably not. <laughs> he was going to yesterday? So, like, no, hey, when no does it wait. start? He is going to. Ah. Sorry. I just got the idea in my face. Then. <laughs> I, yep. <laughs> um, well, Johannes, thank you so much for uh, joining us on the air on Jordan Jesse Go. Thank you so much for making the horrible, I would say horrible life mistake yeah. of flying literally, what, six, 7,000 miles uh, to be here at my apartment with me and my wife and my dog and these people. Well, I had a week of vacation before I came up here. Oh, that was probably fun. He was yeah. in Carlsbad, so you know uh, it was fun. Caverns. Yeah. You know, Johannes, actually, when he, when he emailed me, his, his big selling point to demonstrate that he was worthy of hiring was that he had been to the German restaurant that I like so much in Carlsbad. Oh, well there. Yeah. Listen, it's pretty a, great, a, right? A close yeah, listener. Yeah. Did, did you had, go last week while you were there? I didn't go. We bought some sausages from there and right. had them. So Fair you, enough. You made them at home. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's very interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Neil. Yeah. We appreciate that. We appreciate your winning attitude. I'm, I, I exist to serve. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. La, 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 la. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. And I am Neil Pollock, author of many American books. Not least of which is the smash hit book, Stretch, The Unlikely Making of a Yoga Dude. That's true. That's my most recent book. It came out this year. 
Um, I, I will tell you, Neil Pollock, that because of your reputation, and because I knew you and had met you in, among other settings, the Capitola Book Cafe, which is a little bit like Wonder Woman's Lasso. You can't tell a lie. Uh, I thought I knew your true nature. I was a little bit skeptical when you told me that you were writing a book about yoga. I assumed it was going to be a book about how much you hate yoga. Well, you know, it very well could have ended up being that. But as it turns out, I'm uh, very, uh, I, I, I do uh, love the yoga and I practice it almost every day and I teach it and it's, it's been really good for me. So uh, you know what they say, practice makes perfect. Well, the, what, what are the, Patabi Joyce, the founder of Ashtanga Yoga actually said, practice, 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 and all is coming. But that actually isn't any more profound than practice makes perfect. It's just, but it's the same. But you got to say the Sent name of that funny kind of yoga. Ashtanga yoga. Ashtanga. Oh, yes, that's what I that's what I trained in. Also, it's made you a little bit cut. Yeah, well, you I like mean, you're a little cut. Well, you know, I um, I I have managed to uh, to to trim down a little bit. Um, you know, when you stand on your head for a few minutes a day and stand on your hands, sometimes muscles will develop where you didn't really have them before. So you're saying that you have head muscles and hand muscles now uh, my hands he, when jordan was referring to me being cut he's really talking about my yeah, my bulging man. my bulging hands you could uh you'd crush a melon <laughs> i i, I palm a melon and that, crush it that is that is an advanced yogic move so I, yeah i'm so, sure you're not a violent man neil but i wouldn't want to cross you um you know, I would think I was actually more violent, at least mentally, before I started doing yoga. I would, I, I, I've been kicked out of some bars in my life, <laughs> and uh, for fighting with people. Um, Neil, don't don't get me wrong, and I, I don't mean this as an insult at all, but I don't picture you winning a lot of fights. Oh no, no, no! I wasn't winning fights. I was just making a lot of noise and, and screaming and getting kicked out of bars. Um, so, uh, but but you know, I, since I've pr been practicing yoga, I've gotten kicked out of a lot fewer bars and I, I get to stay in bars longer that's because, the kind of thing you want to put in the pamphlet well you know yeah. you know it's something <laughs> stay in bars longer well you know it's like you know, a little more i have a little more mental calm and yeah. um i i am less likely i'm less prone to anger and envy and other negative emotions that cause bar fights and also less prone to drinking sure absolutely well let me ask you this question Let's just say that a listener out there, and there are literally, I mean, there are thousands upon thousands of listeners to this program. I would certainly hope so. Let's say that they were celebrants of an upcoming holiday with a gift-giving theme. And let's say further that they had someone on their list who enjoyed books, laughs, or yoga, or some combination thereof. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's an interesting hypothesis. What would you recommend... We'll call you the hypothesis doctor. Mm. What is your prescription for these people? Well, uh, I will say, Jesse, there have been a lot of good yoga books published this year. Some of them have been quite entertaining and informative. However, let me say, let me say this. If it's available in bookstores, all the better, because there are thousands of bookstores across this great land. Sure. Continue. Um, but but the book I think I would be most likely to recommend because I wrote it and I am still ostensibly trying to promote it is Stretch, the Unlikely Making of a Yoga Dude, mm. um, which, you know, to my mind is the year's best comic stoner yoga memoir. Let me ask you this question. Last year, you were a big hit at Max FunCon. Oh, thank you. This year's Max FunCon is coming up June 10th through 12th. And in fact, tickets are going on sale on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, at mm. maxfuncon.com. Will anything be available on Cyber Monday? 
Um, yes, tickets to Max FunCon. They'll still be available. They will continue to be available. Okay. Unless they sell out on Black Unless Friday. they sell out on Black Friday. There could be a big rush. Right, sure. Right. And no pushing, no shoving. That's all I ask. Are you having any doorbusters? We will have some cool door, some cool doorbusters. You know what we do have this year? Because a lot of people want to give it as a gift or something like that. Yeah. We put together this beautiful little package that you will get in the mail when you register that you can wrap up and put under the tree if you like. Oh. It'll feature a little card that says you're certified attendee and a beautiful little box and the whole nine yards. Lovely, lovely little thing. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is, are you interested in attending next year? Um... I I would be interested in attending. I would also be interested in um in teaching yoga at the convention this year, like I, like I did last. Year. Or do you just want me to attend? No, done and done. You're teaching yoga on the Zen Deck at Max FunCon Lake Arrowhead Conference Center, June wow. 10th through 12th. Wow, it's on. Wow, people just you know what that sound was? That was people desperately scratching that time and date. Cyber Cyber Monday. What's it called? Black, Black Friday. Friday. And MaxFunCon.com into their appointment I think, books. I think it's a smart choice because obviously if you book me into any kind of convention or entertainment gathering, it's automatically going to sell. Technically, you are known as the human doorbuster. You're the $100 plasma That's because you can't. You have a hard time figuring out how to use a doorknob. Right, right, but that's a, that's a very... <laughs> so you have to bust through but, a door. <laughs> the doorbuster is, is actually a very advanced yoga poach, which I, which I will teach on the Zen Okay. Um, Fantastic. We'll, we'll add some classes this year, perhaps some morning meditation. You're on... the first guest announced. I'm not even going to announce the guests until at least December, maybe January or February. Well, Tom Jones. No? No, no, no. Uh, You're, I wanted somebody bigger than Tom Jones. Uh, That's why I went with you. Uh, well, I'm, I'm And on. by bigger, I mean in the dick. <laughs> the famous big dick. The famous Tom Jones Johnson. 206-984-4FUN, the number to call if you have a momentous occasion, a moment of shame, a personal question. If you just like to share an anecdote or just, you know, talk to us. If you just need someone to talk to. 206-984-4FUN, the number to call. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org, the email at which to email us pictures of your Jordan Jesse Go tattoo. Yes, that is gone from a request to an expectation. Sure. A um, uh, requirement, let's a say. A requirement. Hey, uh, the newest podcast in the Max Fun family, Judge John Hodgman. I think it's really going quite swimmingly. Uh, you can listen to that on our website or, or in iTunes. Just click on subscribe. I think we're, I think we're really getting there. I think it's really going to be something great. Um, and, uh, yeah, those tickets are going on sale. And guess what? Jordan keeps contributing to this television program I've been hosting. Yep. You can watch that. It's called The Grid. It's Thursdays at uh, 745 Eastern, 445 Pacific on the Independent Film Channel. IFC, always on, slightly off. <laughs> That's their slogan. There is no box. FX. <laughs> Does anyone else have a TV slogan they'd like to say? Neil? K-O-F-Y, uh, TV 20, Stereo. TBS always very funny. No, I don't, I, I don't know. That's about right. Yeah. I, I, I don't. Um, uh, what about this one? M- Dag starring David Allen Greer. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, I don't know. NBA, it's fantastic. Sure. Yep. I like that one. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jesse Go.